Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, I have a one-on-one conversation with Adrienne Ray. She's a new friend to the show, and let me tell you, it's a quick episode, and it's a fun episode, and I adore her. I cannot wait for you to see everything that she's going to do. You're going to hear her on this episode. She's just, she's so kind. She's so friendly. I'm telling you, it's fast track to best friends. Adrian Ray, triple threat singer, actress, model. She is distinguishing herself as a star on the rise in Hollywood. She currently stars as Britney Pitts in Paramount's Plus reboot of The Game. Additionally, she recently led the cast of sci-fi series, Vagrant Queen, starred in NBC's Chicago Fire and in Hulu's horror thriller series, Light as a Feather. And she has guest starred on various shows, including BET's American Soul, Fox's musical drama Star from the producers of Empire, and FX's Atlanta. Check her out. This season's final episode, it's a great episode, too. You have to see her. She is phenomenal in this episode, and Atlanta is hands down one of my favorite shows. It is the best show on TV. I'm going to say it. It's the best show on TV. So it is a real pleasure and an honor to have her here. Check me out on June 17th. That's this week. I'll be at the Asbury Fest Hall Beer Garden in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And that show on June 24th was canceled, so I won't be in Ventura, California at the Majestic Theater. It was canceled, so don't go there. I won't be there. I want to thank all of our listeners to Friends Like Us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto-download function for Friends Like Us for Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast. And Twitter is friendslikeusten. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friendslikeus. And yes, this week on our Patreon page, there is a one-on-one conversation with my close friend, Shauna Lane. So you want to check that out if you are on Patreon. I think you can just pay for it like one time, a short fee, but it's a great conversation. It's fun, important information. And if you're a subscriber there, you got it first. Special shout out to those Patreon friends. It's because of you. We keep going. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, we have hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, tank tops. They're all available. Just go to marinafranklin.com. Weekly on my YouTube channel, I go live with my assistant, Evelyn Frick, my wacky friend, Dave Juskow. We give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leave reviews. And we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by. And sometimes we even offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows. With friends like us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way. Just so you know, upcoming guests, we have Amanda Seals, Christina Greer, Godfrey. Don't miss an episode. And tell a friend you know to check us out. Stay safe. Wash those dirty little hands. Wear a mask still if you want to. Get vaccinated. Booster up. And Black Lives Matter. I am so happy to have you here, Adrian Ray. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, and I, I was just complimenting you and telling you, look, this is why you get work and why I don't. Look how beautiful, you're so stunning. And I mean, I could be stunning, but obviously I am not. Look at my kitchen. I mean, just look at this problematic <laughs> background. 
you've got this is a problem area right there. I mean, this okay. is a typical New what York apartment. That? This is what, what everyone is aluminum. <laughs> Just, every you know, one always comes on they go uh roy wood's wife asked me that she goes what is that you know when people ask you that about your background you gotta fix it but that is a um it's a board for like writing scenes like i i'm writing a show right now so like i break down episodes on this board oh. and it's just the other side of it so it's like a I was about to say you write on aluminum, but okay. Well, no, it's on the other <laughs> on the other side. It's like you know, pin in. I I forget what you call it. Uh, where gotcha. you pin in notes corkboard. and stuff. Yes, corkboard. That? Thank you, gotcha. thank you. But gotcha. it's it's still very problematic. Don't don't let me slide on that. Okay, <laughs> but I am so glad that you you know first of all wanted to come on my podcast. Um, yeah. I've been following you on uh, Atlanta, and I think it's. First of all, I just finished Atlanta. It is the best, hands down, the best show on TV, on period. And um, period. it must have been amazing to have worked several times with Atlanta. So tell mm -hmm. me a little bit. Well, first, you've also done a stint on Chicago Fire and yeah. performance in the short, not, I don't want to say short lived, but sci-fi series, Vagrant Queen. And mm -hmm. you will also be seen in the upcoming second season of Paramount Plus, The Game. You are yes. phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's just, it's been a, it's been a journey for sure. I don't come from an acting background at all or entertainment at all. So um, just looking back and, and you reading that off is like, I, I did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Like if you don't, cause I was like, where did you, you, you grew up in Delaware, Seaford, Delaware. So mm -hmm. what inspires you? Like, how did you get started in the craft of theater? Oh, theater. <laughs> I've, it's funny. Recently, someone came up and they were like, you had to be trained theatrically. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I was trained in science from the age of like six. I used to be like, I'm going to be a cardiothoracic surgeon. <laughs> and that's what I was telling people. And um, I used to have my little doctor's kit. And I remember, oh my gosh, the funny thing. My mom has this video. She's like, sleep. My dad took it. She's sleep. And I open her eyeball and I'm like, are you sleep? And I'm like taking her, her blood pressure on her neck. <laughs> I'm like hitting her with the reflex thing. You were supposed to be a doctor. <laughs> I always wanted to be. And that is what I went to school for. So I, I went to school undeclared pre-med. Then I found out that that takes a really long time. And I was like, whew. Then I found out about physician assistant studies. And I was like, oh, thank God. I can do everything I want to do and, you know, be a PA. So I majored in that. And then while taking all the classes that I needed to, I took um, hemocyto or hematology. And I, was, I, I love heme. I love hematology. And I was really good at it. And the dean of medical laboratory science studies came to me. She's like, hey, you should just major in this. I mean, there's just going to be a couple more classes. All of our stuff really aligns. And I was like, nah, I'm going to be a PA. Sorry, lady. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I took parasitology and I was like finding the parasites, finding the ovum, finding the eggs, everything, diagnosing super fast. And she was like, yeah, you should, you should major in this. And I was like, okay, I'll just take a couple more classes. So I double majored, um, got the degrees in both of them. I got my certification by the American Society of Clinical Pathology. 
um, as a clinical laboratory scientist. And as soon as I got it, I passed the boards. You hit a button and it tells you preliminary if you like passed or failed. And I said, passed. Called my mom. I was like, mom, I'm moving to Atlanta. <laughs> I moved to sing, actually. And then I was down there. I, the journey, girl. The journey is crazy. It's crazy. I moved there to sing. And I'm on set. And I'm on this, like, video set. This rapper that these people were working with. And they're like, you should jump in there. You should jump in there. You know, just act. I was like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. You don't want me up there. And they're like, just pretend that's your boyfriend and he get beat up. And I was like, okay. So I pretended like, man, that was so good. You should really do this because this black Hollywood, you know, you could get some stuff. And I'm like, mm, okay. And then uh, just divinely, I start, the, the worlds of entertainment just all mesh, whether you're an actor, singing, whatever. And I met Carl Payne and he was like, you should take my class. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I go and take his class and then he starts mentoring me. And um, teaching me Stanislavski, teaching me Stella oh, Adler. So although I'm not trained from, like, I didn't go to a Stella Adler conservatory or things like that. He did. He did. and That's and training, he though. me things. Yeah. yeah but I, I just respect the craft so much. And, and for the people who make that sacrifice of going to a conservatory, I've never done that. So I just make sure I don't pretend or allude that I have, just out of respect for uh, everything they, they do while there. But um, he definitely... Put me through the ringer. He made me pretend to brush my teeth in public for like three months. <laughs> what? Oh, that's that hilarious. Was class. He was like, nope, you do not do all of this. You don't do all of that. Well, what if it's <laughs> an electric do you, do you brush, toothbrush? Right, right. And you're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> but so, that is yeah. actually very specific because you have to like, you have to think of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. You have to like, actually be specific with which tooth look my tooth i have this is a caveman tooth my my friend always points that out that i have a prehistoric tooth you know like all of that that's really important it is and um he would do he would just like add things on like now you're looking in the mirror like there's a mirror in the bathroom do you use it? Do you not use it? Like different things to make me really use my senses, really use my imagination, really be present. And I'm not saying I was the greatest after I finished, but he definitely helped me have some type of foundation. And then I started taking other acting classes as well. And um, I just trained and trained a lot. And I took the leap of faith and I left my science job. I was like, all right, guys. Because it was funny, I, I actually auditioned for a web series that filmed in LA. I didn't know. Then I, I booked it and they were like, well, whenever you're out here, we'll, we'll write for you. And I was like, well, I've never been to LA and I ain't never going. So go on and get that role to someone else. Just go on and give it to someone else. <laughs> and a week later, I, 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 during that week, I just felt the deep urge to read The Alchemist and I read it. Oh, and, yes. Um, I read that and my sister, it helps people. Yeah, it does. I read it and, um, I remember a friend of mine calling me and he's like, hey, I was supposed to move to L.A. Because I was kept telling him, don't go to L.A., go to Atlanta. L.A. is so expensive. He was like, no, 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 I'm going to L.A. And he says, hey, the person who's supposed to drive with me just like flaked. Would you drive with me? I'll fly you up here and I'll pay for everything. I just need help driving. And I was like, oh, never been to L.A., free trip. Okay, sure. And I go, I find a manager within 10 days. That's incredible. Back. It was like so divine. It was so divine. I fly back. My, uh, I put my two weeks in and, um, 
my my lease was running up in my apartment. I started applying to jobs. I don't even know. I don't even know the hospitals in LA. I'm just like, good hospitals in LA. And then it's like, Cedar Sinai. And I'm like, oh, Cedar Sinai, UCLA. I've applied to all these things. And then I got a job at Cedar Sinai. And the thing is, it's Cedars. And in the medical field, Cedars is like big deal, right? Big deal. Beyonce had blue ivy there. Big deal. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm at, I get this job at Cedars. And I don't know Cedars is that big of a deal. So I'm telling, I'm just like bull crapping them. They're like, hey, we need you to come in for an interview. And I'm, I'm still in Atlanta. Uh, maybe next week. I'm not really ready. <laughs> <laughs> you things just fall into your lap. I, this is what I'm hearing. I'm like, look at how all these things are like, oh, I just passed this. Oh, I just go to LA. Oh, I just got a manager. This is amazing. This is incredible. Things don't. So like along this path, was there anything that didn't like, ha- like, it just yeah. sounds perfect. I, I know. I know. God did the perfect setup. He was like, here you go. And then I got here and he was like, see ya. Four oh, minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, it was like, I got here and um, a friend of mine was like, yeah, if you come out, you can just stay with me while you apartment hunt. Cause you can't really apartment hunt in LA away from LA. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I, I come and he's like, well, I don't really have a couch for you to sleep on. And you can't really sleep in my bed. Um, I have hardwood floors. And I was like, okay. So then I was sleeping in my car. Ah, there it I, is. There the struggle it is. is real. Here we go. <laughs> then I find my, then I find a place. I'm like, oh, I found a place. It's like, um, it was, they needed first and last month rent. I came out there with $5,000. First and last month rent was like, Four hundred, four thousand some. So I, uh, I give this money to this lady. It was an older lady, and she was, I believe, Orthodox Jew or Persian Jew, mm-hmm. and um, she was like, "You can stay in my attic. Um, it doesn't have a kitchen. You can't really use my kitchen because it's kosher, but you can stay up there. It's a bathroom." She probably up there. needed you to turn it on. <laughs> you know they do that. I've had that happen to me. I was like, I was walking. You- to uh, I actually here I'm dropping my little my little acting credit oh, uh, on the it? last OG and that's in <gasps> uh, Brooklyn. And, yeah, with Alan Malinato. Mm-hmm. And I was I was I had a very small part, and I I go in through the neighborhood of Williamsburg basically, and it's or and they asked me to turn. They they were approaching me during COVID. I was like, oh my god! And she's like, <sighs> we just could you help us turn on the oven, please? Was, was it that, Friday or was it Friday? I think or it was. It was a holiday, so that's. It was rare. Oh, it was on a yeah. holiday. It was on like on a Monday because of the holidays or something like that. I was so excited though to actually <laughs> go inside and see everything. So you lived in her, in her attic. home. Yeah. In the attic. Yeah, yeah. Is that in allowed the in the orthodox? Is that? I don't know. She was renting it out. Her husband had recently passed. And although her rent and her kids made sure her rent was paid, she wanted extra spending money. So she was like, I can rent out the attic and get extra spending money. Um, um, but I know what you're talking about because she used to tell me, Adrian, please do not turn on the stove. You will you will do things. It's not good. <laughs> like, I just want to make some veggie soup, please. <laughs> yeah, send me to. I'm not going to do that. I'm so horrible yes. at accents. Yes. But, but it was it was a thing and, and that was it was an adjustment for sure. And then like I said, it cost me four thousand some dollars to move in. That left me with seven hundred some dollars to live. What? And I couldn't work at Cedars yet because um 
California needs a, their own license and the state moves at the speed of molasses to get things done. So I'm just sitting here like a waiting duck. I have a job that was going to pay me a crap ton of money, but I couldn't, I couldn't work it. So I got, I was being, I was delivering alcohol for Saucy. I was a waiter at this uh, place called Olio's Pizza. And I was modeling for Heineken USA. Like the person was like, do you want some Tecate? <laughs> do you want some Dos Equis? <laughs> well, you know, what's, you know what's so great? I'm like watching you and it's like you have the, the personality that you have is just so likable and it's just so refreshing and fun. And it's, it, you know, I wasn't sure because from your acting, like, like you play so many different roles that I was like, like, she's so good. And you never know with actors. You're like, is she going to be nice? And is this going to be a fun interview? You're so you're like fast track to friends. Hello, hey. friends like us. Hey, girl. Um, hey, friends like us. One thing I do want to ask you, because I know that, you know, colorism is real. And you did talk about that mm -hmm. in an interview about how the mm -hmm. difficulties, I mean, you know, that sort of comes up about, you know, being light skinned. Did you ever have like, what was the specific thing that happened to you that made it difficult in acting? Did you feel like um, you were put in a box at times? Yeah. Yeah. There are times where I feel like I, I'm, because I'm of a lighter complexion, I am put into a box. But there's also times where um, I'm not ambiguous enough. You know, um, sometimes it's like I do look a little too black, like for, to go for the ambiguous, but I'm not, you know what I mean? It just comes in that, in that type of situation, that package. But colorism is real. It's a real thing. And I think that the way that it affects us as Black people, like mentally, is one thing. And also how it affects the roles that, you know, certain people get. Like, I know I have friends who are darker complexion and they just feel like they never get the love interest roles um, and things like that. And they're like, I'm tired of getting slave roles and, and things like that, where I'm like, I'm, I want to get something gritty. I want to get something, you know, dynamic because I don't want to always play pretty and ditty and, you know, those type of things. I want something with layers and, and substance. So I think that um, we're, we're working as a, as a whole to remove those boundaries, remove those boxes that we get put in and really just tell people like, hey, black is black. Black comes in many different colors. Black can look Spanish, black can look chocolate, black can look many, everything in between. And um, this doesn't take away from our blackness. That's absolutely true. And I think that Atlanta speaks to that. Why yes. do you think that Atlanta is, I mean, that's episode, I was just like, <laughs> whoa. Whoa. I mean, I, you know, for a long, I don't want to give it away for those who haven't seen it, but you have to see Atlanta and get to the, I like, as far as streaming goes, it was one of those that I did not want it to be over. And when mm. I got to that final episode that you're in and you play, um, the best friend of, uh, oh, oh God, let me get my words right. This is where I'm definitely not like the Zazie. <laughs> By the way, I saw Zazie on the subway in New York City, on the subway, Chilling. a few Marriage years back, and I was like, is anyone going to say anything? <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting here, and I know this is this is definitely, and, I, and, and then I thought to myself, no, no, I know everyone takes the subway. I mean, I, Marina Franklin, take the subway, too, but still... <laughs> 
I'm sitting here and I'm going, no one's going to say anything. Does anyone see this? Hello? You know, but it's like the relationship between you two in that final episode is so dynamic and real. And I love to see the relationship, um, you know, black relationships in Atlanta and the friendship yeah. is just dynamic. What is for you, what is the most important thing about people watching Atlanta? Um, of course, I everything. I kind of just said it, but. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think, I think the most important thing is, is literally what you hit on is, is showing us black people in all of our dynamics is showing the layers of us. It's showing us to, to the, to society that we are more than basketball wives and, and rappers, girlfriends, and, and, you know, there's layers to us, you know, and that we're really, I think because of history and things like that, black people can be more of a trend than they are or perceived as more of a trend than humans. And I think <clears throat> Atlanta brings the humanity back to that. And Atlanta has these beautiful characters that are layered, like, um, and relatable. Like like Zazie and her whole postpartum struggle of figuring out who she is while in the midst of having a, a baby's father who is figuring out who he is and everybody around her is elevating and she's like, well, what's my path? You know, that's a very relatable topic. And I just think that it's beautiful that it's coming from a Black woman and you get to genuinely see her struggle, how she's handling it, her perspective, and that she doesn't handle it in the perfect cookie cutter way. But um, there are people around her there, there's community around her that helps uplift her and, and help her get back to a place of at least some sort of stability. And that's why I'm very grateful that um, I got to play Candace because originally, I don't know, I don't believe that Candace was the original character to play um, Van's, in this episode for Van's friend that meets her in Paris. Mm-hmm. But um, it was great because when you first seen Candace, she just popped in and she's just like, party girl, hey girl, hey, you know, the typical. Right, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so then she comes back and, and she's learned some stuff. Van's going through some stuff. And what's cool is me and Zazie sat down and she was, I was like, what you doing? She's like, you know, actor shit, journalist. <laughs> I was like, okay. So uh, I was like, whenever you get a chance, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. She puts her journal down and we start talking just about our characters, their friendship. How long they known each other? What was a really cool memory they had together? What's like their best inside joke? Um, just things like that that actually helped us have layers to the performance. Actually helped us have authenticity of like the dynamic of a friendship. And I think that's what helped Candace step to Van with such compassion. When anybody else could be like, "Girl, you are fucking tripping. Get it together." Like she didn't do that. She was just like, "Hey, um, I'm here for you, but you need to tell me what's going on." And it's okay, but you need to talk to me. Something's not right. And I think that's what made that whole transition throughout the episode so, so powerful. Oh, so powerful. I mean, uh, you know, I'm writing a sh- uh, right now a pilot, and I cannot tell you that when I watch scenes like that, I go, oh, yeah, it's teaching me a mm. lot. What was it like to work on that set? And who directed the scene? Um, Donald directed and okay. working on the set is truly, it's truly amazing. It's beautiful. It's yeah, you mentioned that there's no egos, right? Yeah. No, it's like, it's Donald Glover. And he's just like, yeah, I'm Donald. My last name is Glover. What's up? <laughs> 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 it's just like 
so dope. And, and like everyone's there to create and just be real, real people and create really cool art that they think is, is cool and dope and they want to do it. You know, it's not like I'm going to make something that's showstopping. It's not, it's not any of like, this is me, my, my, my time. Like, it's not that it's like, yeah, this is going to be really cool. Right. Like, let's do it. It's, it's more <laughs> that energy. And it's just fun to be around that. You know, it's nice to, have all that groundedness and and just just like we're in this is a cool reality you know I think that is so um important what you said about like this is a cool reality we're just creating something we're not trying to because I think that's the pressure of 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 black shows is like you want to be the show but I think what's happening is because when you really are creating something, you can just relax into it. And when people trust you, I think he has the fortune of people really trusting him, which we don't all get a lot of times. But, you know, to hear that there were no egos on that is, is the most important thing to a successful show. Yeah. You know, I mean, you had, uh, what's his name? Alex. I cannot say his last name. Alexander Skarsgård. Oh my God. He's so funny. He's great. (laughs) Yeah, because you said he was like, and I saw the, well, I I don't want to give it away, but there's a scene where you kind of see a little reveal from his pants. Okay, now, (laughs) some people are going to want to watch it now. I don't want to say what it is, but it's so subtle that I caught it. You know, I I heard that he requested that. Really? That's what I heard. I heard that he requested it. It was perfect. I was like, right. Oh my god! I just love the Ashante. <laughs> like, it's a so fun. Great. It's it's a fun scene that's wrapped into like I was telling someone this. I said our reality sometimes being black in America feels like this. It may mm-hmm. like someone said it reminded them of Black Mirror. I said no, it, it reminds me of my life. Actually, sometimes it actually is. This is what it feels like. Yeah. You know, like you escape to Paris in maybe even in your mind, you just escape one day. Cause you just want to get away from, I don't know, being a mother, all of it. Yeah. What's, what's funny is, um, for me, I, the episode where they were all dressed in like blackface and stuff like that. And he was like, yes. you know, that shit wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that was like my reality when I was in South Africa. And um, in South Africa, they call women and people, my complexion, colored still. Yes, yes, I do remember that. And they're like, it's fine. That's what we do here. But we don't mean it like in America. And I'm like, it's not fine. Stop doing it. (laughs) Stop that now. Um, So that was kind of like the same. It's not as extreme, of course, but it's like, yeah, that is my my life as as a black woman. Now, I, I do remember you mentioned in an interview about, you know, being in a show that did not get renewed. Can you mm-hmm. take me through what that felt like and how you overcame it? Because I, I and then I'm a couple of this with because I love on your Instagram that you point to some mental care. Can you talk about like all of that? Yeah. I know that's a lot. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, so for Baker Queen, I was number one on the call sheet and. It was this role with action and comedy and drama, and I was just super, super, super excited to, to be in it, right? So um, I'm like, man, yeah, the way we ended it, they got to give us a season two. They got to. And, and you, I walk through life optimistically because that's what I choose. Um, and I was, was kind of like, 
heartbroken when I did get a season two. I remember yeah. just my showrunner texting me. She's like, I'm so sorry, guys. And she was just very sad herself. And, and you know, I kind of like grieved that whole stint of like what I thought my future was going to be. Because not only is it like, oh, you didn't get a season two, but now it's like, oh, you don't have a job. Oh, you don't have financial stability right now. Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's layered. So all these things go through your head. And I had to like sit down talking with my, my therapist. She's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I'm fine. And really, I'm not. And we start talking. This one little thing triggers and then we open up Pandora's box. But um, I talked to my therapist and then I, I meditated because um, I remember praying very much for certain things. And I believe that prayer is asking, meditation is listening. So um, I had to listen and ask, okay, so we didn't want that. What's next, right? And I'm listening and I'm listening and I just had to, I had to be still and, and patient. And literally, I think I found out June 6th that I didn't get the renewal for Vagrant Queen. And in July, I got the audition for Chicago Fire. Um, and that was going really, really well. And I, I booked it by August. So um, time and time again, I just feel like when I, when I listen and I, I do the things that I need to make sure that I'm good to at a, at a stable place to actually hear, right? Because you can't really listen and hear with a bunch of noise. Um, things, things, everything works out exactly how it's supposed to, number one. But also, most importantly, a mantra that I always say is that everything is working out for our greater good. And that's, and I say our greater good because it doesn't necessarily mean like, I didn't get that promotion. That would have been for my greater good. Okay, but what if it, that promotion, that greater good was needed for the person who actually got that promotion. And for you, there's something coming in two months that supersedes anything you ever thought you could have got in that promotion. So it's for all of our greater good that everything is working out for because we are a collective. We are all one and we are all extensions of the divine. So um, that's that's how I, I try and make sure I balance maybe thoughts that come from ego or thoughts of like, I'm not sufficient enough or I'm not enough. Um, I do a lot of work with affirmations and mantras. Um, and I think it's good to I have a playlist of different ones, like ones for loving myself, ones for, you know, confidence, ones for no judgment, things like that. And even if I'm not sitting down listening to, to them intently for hours, I'll let them play in the background because music seeps into our mind and our subconscious in a way that I don't think anything else does. So even though you're not thinking that you're listening, you're listening. And that's a way that I do um, self-help on myself and self, like self-love on myself. And I do things every day I try to for my mind, my body, and my spirit, and my emotional well-being. So that includes like journaling, meditating. Sometimes I just color to increase my creativity and um, unlock my inner child. Um, Things like that. But I think it's important for us to realize that. I think that we're in a society where they really want us to work, 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 work. Put yourself last and then you'll be able to be first later. And it's like, why do I want to be first at 80? <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to be first when I'm like agile and things like that. I want to, I want to have balance. I want to have, I want to enjoy the journey. And that's not just rushing to the finish line and then I can take a breath. I want to enjoy the journey. I want to smell these flowers. I want to enjoy this view. And I think self-care allows us to do that. 
Oh, I think that's a beautiful way of ending this interview. Because you know what? I like, I, I was telling them, I was like, I need an hour with her. But I was like, <laughs> no, you just summed up everything so beautiful, like just to listen. Because I was going to ask you, what could you tell someone who's just starting acting? But I think that says it all. I think a lot of us get into too much of just the training, too much of who to know, who to network with. But I think it's really important to just listen, listen to yourself, listen to everything mm -hmm. around you, um, because everything, especially living in New York City, mm -hmm. and everyone knows from this podcast that I complain about noise all the time. Even before I logged on, <laughs> I wrote a letter to my landlord complaining about like the dog that's the barking at me. <laughs> oh, that's me. That is me. All the time. Are you the Kermit the Frog meme? Are you, oh my are God. You I need to find that meme. You have to send it to me. That is me. Okay. All the time. I wake up in the morning writing letters to people. You have no idea. That is absolutely that is me. Funny. So, um, Adrian, thank you so much for, you know, just doing this, coming on. My listeners are really going to appreciate, you know, everything you just said and I hope they watch you and everything you're doing. You Chicago Fire, which I'm from Chicago, so hey. Okay. Hey. And um, Atlanta, which I I I hope are you coming back in the? Uh, you know, I was like, is it the final final season? It's not. There's more. No, there's more. But I, so I'm I not allowed to tell you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, definitely check check her out. But on Instagram, where they can find you. Okay. Um, you can find me on social media everywhere under my name. That's Adrian Ray, A D R I Y A N R A E. And with friends like us, we can unite and increase the vibration of the collective. Oh, yes. Thank you. That is so awesome. You're Marina welcome. Franklin here. Oh, my God. That was so good. Marina Frank Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. And with friends like us, you can meet new friends and truly learn how to listen. Mm. I think that was good. Come on, Marina. Come on, Marina. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, check check us out. out.